Welcome to the White House Family Spoken Novels Podcast, Episode 404. Today we are reading Chapter 44 of the novel, All the Bishop's Children, Book 2, by Daniel White III with his wife, Marika White. The next evening as it was getting dark, DJ and his friends met up at the post office. What's this, a rubber hammer? DJ said to Speedy when Speedy pulled the hammer out of his backpack. Yeah, man, it will get the job done, Speedy said. You don't want to make any noise and draw attention to what we're doing. Plus, you want to smooth the dent out. Trust me on this. This bad boy will do the job. Whatever you say, DJ said, reluctantly taking the hammer. The boys worked feverishly over the next 40 minutes, taking turns, but not making any progress. It will get the job done. Trust me on this one, DJ said, mimicking Speedy. Got any more suggestions? You could use my hammer, it's a real hammer, Ryan said. Are you crazy? That would mess the car up worse, DJ said. Let's just keep at it with the rubber hammer. Slowpoke, you keep watch. Rosaline, whose office was on the second floor, was taking a water break. She happened to walk by one of the windows overlooking the well-lit parking lot. She stopped to look out the window. My eyes have got to be playing tricks on me, she thought, blinking her eyes. I don't believe this. It can't be. DJ's beating on my car. What in the world is going on? Rosalind started to make a beeline to the parking lot, but was intercepted by her boss. Mrs. Jacobs, please take a look at these papers for me. The figures are not adding up. They have been adding up for the past three nights. If they don't add up for the rest of the week, somebody will be losing their job. I will, Mr. Schroeds, Rosalind said. Oh, man. She hurried back to the window, bewildered, as she helplessly watched the scene before her eyes. Don't look, but I believe somebody's watching us. We'd better take off, Slowpoke said, hopping on his bike. DJ took a quick look before hopping on his bike. Ryan and Speedy did likewise. Thanks for your help, DJ said, as they each peeled off to their individual places of residence. It was going on 11 when DJ arrived home. He parked his bike in its usual spot and quietly went inside the house. His father was so taken up with the Billy Graham evangelistic broadcast, he just waved at DJ when DJ greeted him. I don't know what my dad sees in that boring white man lecturing, DJ thought. After helping himself to a can of soda from the refrigerator, he went to his room, locked his door, and turned his television almost full blast. Kennedy banged on the door to get his attention. DJ, open up, he shouted. Yeah, what's up, DJ said as he pulled the door open. Dad says to shut that noise up in here. And Mom called a couple times asking for you. She wanted to find out where you were, Kennedy said. Did she say what she wanted, DJ asked. No, she just asked for you. Thanks for letting me know, DJ said. I'm turning in early, so I'll see you in the morning. All right, good night, Kennedy said, pulling the door shut. When Rosalind got home later that night, she walked past Dwight, who had fallen asleep in his early chair. She pushed DJ's bedroom door open and flipped the ceiling light on. DJ, wake up. This is no time to fake sleep. Sit up now. We need to talk. Rosalind snatched the covers off of him. DJ sat up and waited for his mother to continue. Rosalind leaned against his chest of drawers with her arms folded across her chest. Look at me, DJ. How could you do that to me? I trusted you with my car. 
But what's really disappointing is how you tried to deceive me. I saw you and your friends trying to beat the dent out of my car. I was so hurt. Why couldn't you have just come to me and let me know? I thought we had a better relationship than this. DJ remained silent. You could have told me yesterday when you picked me up from the job. I was wondering why you were so talkative and so nice. And you have never shown any interest in my job at the post office other than the food that my job brings in here for you to eat. It was all a cover-up, wasn't it? I'm more disappointed than angry. I couldn't even get angry if I tried to. You want to be treated like a mature adult? But mature adults don't do that. They don't cover up their wrongdoing. They face up to it. DJ felt the hurt and disappointment in his mother's voice. He saw the hurt and disappointment written on her face. That pained him more than any harsh rebuke could. Any words of apology, any words of comfort to bring to her that came to him seemed inappropriate, so he remained quiet. I don't even want to know how it happened, Rosalind said. DJ remained silent. Don't you have anything to say? DJ briefly closed his eyes, sighed deeply, then opened them again. Looking his mother in her eyes, he said, I'm sorry, Mom. I could have and should have handled it better. Rosalind left the room. She was asleep when Dwight finally got in the bed. When did you get in and why didn't you wake me up? Dwight said, nudging her. I really don't feel like talking and if you want to know why, here's why. After Rosalind finished relating to Dwight the events of the night, he quietly said, Didn't I tell you I wanted him to stay home? I'll talk to him in the morning. When they both awakened in the morning, DJ had already left. He said something about putting in overtime on his job, Kennedy informed them. At the end of the week, when DJ received his check, he cashed it and gave half of it to his mother. I know this is not much, but I hope it will help fix the dent in the car, he said. It will help some, Rosalind said, taking the money. Thank you for joining us for this episode of White House Family Stories. You may purchase a copy of this novel and any other Christian fiction books read on this podcast from Amazon.com. Now, dear listener, please know that God, the divine author of all things, wants to write a great story with your life as well. But first, you must give him the pen by trusting him with the life he gave you and surrendering your heart to Jesus Christ as Savior. Here is how. 1. Accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Romans 3.23 reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 2. Accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. 3. Accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 10.28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The Bible says in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful, and unbelieving, and abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death.
4. Accept the fact that you cannot do anything to save yourself. The Bible states in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. 5. Accept the fact that God loves you more than you love yourself, and that he wants to save you from hell. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. With these facts in mind, please repent of your sins, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and pray and ask him to come into your heart and save you this very moment. The Bible states in the book of Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, please pray with me this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. I now believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. If you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life and that is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospelightsociety.com and read what to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Thank you once again for listening. And may God bless you until next time.